Well, welcome to The Journey. Uh, my name is Kevin Polkey, and I am the host of The Journey. And as many of you know, The Journey is about stories of individuals' uh, lives of transformation, how uh, in, in, inevitably for transformation to happen, there needs to be an element of an obstacle or a struggle that something uh, metaphorically moves from the caterpillar into the butterfly. There has to be some level of that, that struggle, some level of the obstacle that's in our life um, causes us to face some type of uh, some some type of metaphorical mirror and that we see the areas that are undeveloped that we may have been running away from that we may have been avoiding um, overcompensating for um, shying away from being able to address those fears address those uh, those things that are in the mirror that we would either try to uh, try to avoid either through anger or try to avoid by uh, avoidance uh, by facing them that is where the next stage of growth and then ultimately this idea of dying of self so that we can be rebirthed into this transformation process is really what we talk a lot about here in the journey now, we also do reflections on the journey, and those reflections are just observations that I may be having of something that may be going on in my life or something I may, may be coming across, and then I meditate on that, uh, ponder that, and then give some thoughts or responses to that. And in any time that ever happens, I always want to invite you to do the same thing. Uh, these are just my observations or just my uh, where I'm at today at the point of recording it, where I may be regarding those, um, uh, my perspective at that point, where a month from now, a week from now, six months from now, I may have uh, a different perspective about those same things. Probably it'll have some level of the same theme, um, but clearly there'll be other things that'll happen during that time period that will add to my experience and add to that perspective. And that feedback that I get from you or from other people is what allows me to continue and all of us to continue growing, and developing. As some of you are aware of, I have been uh, in the counseling field in one capacity or another since 1990. So for the last 31 years, I have been involved either as an addiction counselor, I guess originally I was a correctional officer, a juvenile correctional officer, and then I worked in a psychiatric hospital uh, in the Rockford area and then worked as an addiction counselor before I went back to graduate school to then first be a school social worker and then later a clinical social worker. And, and working in the, in the clinical, uh, uh, clinical arena, uh, specifically since 1999, even though I started in uh, 96 after my son was born. Um, men's work was an integral part of my own personal journey, um, first as a participant, and then later I got involved with facilitation. I have seen... Um, I've seen not only the, the develop in my own life, the transformational experience in my own life through men's work and, and trying to have a better understanding of the male mode of feeling, as well as um, what this idea of to be a real man, what, what is that? 
and what is the the idea of being able to understand the masculine side of me as well as the feminine energy that that is within me but most specifically for me um, to understand that male mode of feeling um, so that I can then be able to be present not uh, not just for myself for uh, for God and then also for my wife uh, my adult children uh, for family members for friends for clients one of the one of the things that uh, in one fashion or another, it seems to be uh, a question that comes up uh, is uh, what's the value of my life? Now, it may come out in different way of asking that. Maybe it comes out in, in a way of asking, what am I supposed to do uh, career-wise? sports-wise, activity-wise, um, where am I supposed to fit in? Who am I supposed to be with if it comes to from an aspect of relationship? But at the core of that, I, we are seeking out my value, who I am, many times based upon what we do. This idea that we discover or it unfolds that as the people around us reflect back to us, um, uh, how we are valuable in their life, it somehow reflects back to us how we may be of value. And I think that is a, a pretty normal, uh, healthy process that happens when, we, when we're growing up in those developmental years. But as we also know, um, either in our own lives or stories that we've heard about that, that is also where some of those wounds or some of that um, some of those that trauma can happen based upon how others may interact with us in a vulnerable state, meaning someone that may be older than us may take advantage of our um, uh, being young and not knowing, or we may get feedback from peers uh, that can be sometimes uh, very much less than kind or affirming, uh, the, the bullying or the teasing that, that may happen. So what is or where do we go to find this uh, value in our life? I wouldn't necessarily recommend that we find out uh, our value based upon uh, the social media platform that we're on, depending on how we are uh, validated or affirmed regarding uh, whatever the, the, the social media uh, platform utilizes as far as likes or, or whatever that may be. Um, that that in itself uh, may leave us empty and still questioning um, our worth or our value. So I came across a story that I want to read to you, and then we'll reflect on that uh, afterwards. One day, a young boy asked his father, what is the value of my life? Instead of answering, the father told his son, take this rock and go sell it at the market. If anyone asks the price, raise two fingers and don't say anything, instructed the father. The boy then went to the market and a woman asked, how much is this rock? I want to put it in my garden. The boy didn't say anything, but raised up two fingers. And the woman said, $2, I will take it. The boy went home and told his father, a woman wants to buy this rock for $2. The father then said, son, 
I want you to take this rock to the museum. If anyone wants to buy it, don't say a word, just put up two fingers. The boy then went to the museum and a man showed up wanting to buy the rock. The boy didn't say a word, but put up two fingers and the man said, $200, I will take it. The boy was shocked, went running home and told his father, a man wants to buy this rock for $200. His father then said, son, the last place I want you to take this rock is to a precious stone store. Show it to the owner and don't say a word. If he asks the price, just raise up your two fingers. The son then ran, a, ran to the precious stone store. He showed the rock to the owner. Where did you find this stone? It is the one is one of the rarest stones in all the world. I must have it. How much would you sell it for? The boy put up two fingers and the man said, I will take it for 200,000. The boy, not knowing what to say, ran home to his father and told him that, that there's a man who wants to buy the stone for $200,000. His father then asked, son, do you know the value of your life now? It matters where you decide to place yourself. You see, it doesn't matter where you come from, where you were born, the color of your skin, or how much money you were born into. It matters where you decide to place yourself, the people you surround yourself with, and how you choose to carry yourself. You may have lived your whole life thinking that you were a $2 stone. You may lived your whole life surrounded by people that saw your worth for only $2. But everybody has a diamond inside them. We can choose to surround ourselves with people that see our value and see the diamond inside of us. We can choose to put ourselves in a market or in a market or put ourselves in a precious stone store. You can also choose the value. You can also choose to see the value in other people. You can help other people see the diamond inside of them. Choose the people you surround yourself with wisely. That can make all the difference in your life. When I reflect on that story, um, since I first heard it, um, I think of um, individuals that uh, may have come from a family uh, that, that one, uh, there could have been uh, dysfunction in that family, either with alcoholism or drug addiction or abuse, um, violence, um, poverty, um, that what life was reflecting back to them might have been they were less than. How uh, another, another person might have been born into a family where that uh, there was an, uh, an expectation of what you could do. That, that all along that there was this diamond within them that they, along with their community, along with their circle, was going to help uh, process this precious stone and then polish it into the diamond as they became an adult. Either way, regardless if it was a family that recognized, a community that recognized the precious stone within the person, or a community or a family that did not mirror that back to them or show them, that does not take 
uh, away the value of the stone that's within all of us. That it is, it is within us to believe that what if, what if it's true? What if that precious stone is within me? What if the story is true that within all of us is that precious stone? In Christianity and within other major religions, that they will refer to is that we are created in God's own image. That this idea that we are created in God's own image is also uh, aligned with this idea that that precious stone lies within us. That because in our society, we have created God into our own image, somehow along the way, we have distorted that we're not good enough or that we have to do certain things to be worthy enough for God's love. But what if, what if that precious stone was created within us at the point of, of conception? What if that story is true and that our responsibility through our life is to develop into and let that precious stone emerge through um, the things that are covering it up? For me, I would much rather choose to believe the story that that precious stone is within all of us so that I can see that stone within each person as well as within myself, then there's only a certain amount of precious stones out there or that I have to do something to actually even be the precious stone. I would much rather follow the story and invite you to follow the story that that precious stone was the gift that was placed within you, that you didn't do anything to receive it. It's just your responsibility to cultivate it, to polish it, and challenge the thoughts of if you brought that stone to the marketplace and it's only worth $2. Choose to seek where your stone is valued the precious stone store store each one of us it'll be a little bit different but it'll very seldom have to do with a dollar amount as always thank you very much for listening please share this story and please comment if there are any thoughts that came to you as you're listening to the story and i look forward to uh, being with you next week <laughs>